the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Let's talk about the stinking media. We'll talk uh, mostly, well, firstly, anyway, with uh, about what's happening in the local sports media. And then in a few minutes here on the John Stoggerwald Show, we will talk about the national news media with someone from an organization called the Media Research Center, or Newsbusters. Uh, they're kind of both, but uh, we're going to talk to him uh, in a few minutes. There's a lot of talk right now about a, a tweet that Antonio Brown put out about Ed Bouchette. Uh, the Steelers beat writer for the Post-Gazette, Ed, had tweeted that Brown left the field yesterday limping. And Brown went on uh, Twitter and uh, tweeted uh, that Ed didn't know what he was talking about and called Ed a clown. Uh, it, it's, of course, is unbelievably stupid and meaningless, but it shows how things have changed when it comes to the coverage of the local sports teams. Players have Twitter. They can respond, which is okay, but the teams also can control the message with their own websites and uh, and by restricting access, which they do. The media have been way too easy on the Steelers for way too long, and way too many people in the media are way too cautious about their coverage of the team because they're afraid they'll lose access. And in some cases, they work for bosses who let them know that they can't be too tough on the Steelers. I'll give you an example. Uh, Two football seasons ago, not last year, but the year before, I wrote a story in my column about Joey Porter, who's uh, now a coach with the Steelers, and he uh, his son was playing for North Catholic, and... He uh, he was known to come to the games and cause disturbances, including at one point he came to a game, and I wrote about this, uh, where the cops had to uh, tell him that they were going to arrest him if he didn't get off the field. And there were other things. And, and I got the story from, as an impeccable uh, a source that you could possibly find, and I, I knew it was 100% true. And I also, uh, I talked to the police department that actually had to deal with him and had to get him off the field. I believe it's called the Riverside uh, Police. It's over in Beaver County. I I should have looked that up. I meant to before I got into this, but I can find it. But it was was a legitimate police department. I talked to them, and they told me, yeah, that happened. So the story comes out, and it's a pretty big story. The Steelers' assistant coach, who's a good friend of the head coach, Mike Tomlin, uh, has a son at North Catholic, which happens to be the alma mater of the owner of the team, Dan Rooney, and he causes a disturbance, and it gets to the point where people don't want, don't want them around. Uh, uh, it was just it became a really ugly situation. So he ended up leaving. Uh, Porter did, along with Mike Tomlin's son. They all they left uh, the program. And I thought that was a pretty big story that, a, that an assistant coach. Now this is the same guy who, uh, at the time I was writing this, or right after that, I can't remember which, he was. Um, uh, Got, he got in a beef with the cops at a, a club on the south side and was taken into into the police station, and it was a big deal. So this is a guy who's a, a coach for the Steelers, and it's not the kind of guy you want out there representing you in the community. But what surprised me about it, and maybe it shouldn't have, but what did was that the media just eh, didn't seem to be that interested in the story. I didn't care about getting a, a lot of credit for – I've never been into being a, a scoop guy, and I wanted to get all kinds of credit for breaking this big story. I just – it was something for my column, and I put it in there, and I wasn't expecting much. But I did expect some uh, interest or curiosity by the media, and there was very little. And one guy on the, uh, the sports radio station uh, ripped me and said that I was making it up and – um, and and so they they went to Art Rooney the second about it. They asked him, and he said, "Well, you know, it's all anonymous sources, and we don't pay much attention to stories like that." Which is true, partially true, because I did not identify the main source of the story, which could not have been more impeccable. But I did mention the name of the police department that told me that yes, this did happen. And all it would have taken from Art Rooney would have been to pick up the phone and call that police department and say, hey, I saw a story here. Uh, one of our guys got in some trouble with you guys over there. Any truth to that? And he would have been told yes. Now, I don't know if he would have done anything about it, but to just blow it off uh, 
because he, he said there were uh, anonymous sources. That was that was pretty weak. So that's the kind of stuff that goes on, and I thought the media was really lazy on that and not interested. And there are too many stories like that of, of, the, of um, the Steelers getting away with things. I'll tell you a quick one about Ben Roethlisberger. Um, ben Roethlisberger, you remember he got in his, pol- uh, his motorcycle accident, and the entire city was praying for him, and people were having vigils out there at the hospital, and it was the number one story in town for several days, and everybody, you know, pulling for him for his recovery, and and he's saying that I'm not going to ride him. I was stupid to ride a motorcycle without a helmet. I'm not going to do it again. Well, not long after he was out of the hospital, uh, a KDKA TV reporter happened to be coming back from a story and saw a line of motorcycles. And uh, these guys were riding on, you know, just riding on their bikes. And he he was sitting shotgun in the news car. And he looked over, and uh, and one of the guys in the line pointed toward the front of the line. And so the news car drifted up toward the front. And the guy, the reporter, who I'm not going to mention, the reporter saw Ben Roethlisberger riding on his motorcycle without a helmet. And so. Um, he got back to the state. He, he jumped in the back seat of the car and grabbed the camera, which is probably against the union rules, but he did it anyway. And uh, he took a picture. He took a video of it. And when he got back to the station, he took the video to the news director thinking, you know, this is a pretty big story. This is Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, you know, motorcycle, accident, uh, you know, said he was never going to ride without a helmet. And here he is. And the news director said, that video will not see the light of day. Never put it on the air. Didn't get on the air. Now, it's not because it wasn't a good story, because it was a huge story. But look, if you've been watching local news, you know how much they cover the Steelers. Anything about the Steelers is big. Didn't get on the air. So not long after that, Ben Roethlisberger got in his little trouble down in Georgia, and Sports Illustrated came sniffing around. They called me because I had written another story about Ben Roethlisberger, and they asked me about that story, and I said, well, you know, uh, I'll check, but I'm pretty sure it's true. I called the reporter, and when I asked him, he said, it's 1,000% true, sir. So the news director at KDKA had left. His name was John Verrilli. He left, and had been he had been promoted and uh, taken a job with the CBS in Boston at WBZ. So Sports Illustrated called him and said, asked him about it, and his answer was, I don't know what you're talking about. So that's the kind of stuff that goes on, and that story's out there, and it's still that video has never been seen. So that's what you get. So when we come back, we're going to talk to a guy about what's happening with the national media. Uh, he's from Newsbusters. We'll do that right after we take this break. Obamacare, Trump Care, ACA, COBRA, there are so many choices, but all seem to bring one word to mind expensive. There are lots of changes happening in healthcare today. Fortunately, I know someone that has been on the forefront of health insurance for years, Todd Marley at Marley Financial. Todd and his team of professionals are licensed with virtually every healthcare provider in the country. They help determine which plan is right for you and then expertly help you choose the best plan for your needs and then do so prudently. Don't need maternity coverage? Call Marley Financial. Have pre-existing conditions? Call Marley Financial. Want just catastrophic or just accident? You know the answer. Worried about the penalty? All of Marley Financial plans are penalty exempt because they know how to design the plans. Most of their clients save 30 to 60%, which can add up to several thousand dollars a year. Call Todd at Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. That's 724-884-1496 on the web at MarleyFG.com. Don't pay double for your next home improvement project. Many companies are simply asking too much for windows, siding, and doors. You need at least three estimates. Just make sure Windows R Us is one of them. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows R Us is more than a window company. They're the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofing, siding, doors, gutters, even shutters and downspouts. You'll love their no-pressure sales approach, straightforward menu-style pricing, and the absolute fastest turnaround in the business. Windows R 
Us offers multiple financing options and will match any competitor's price. No hidden costs or final invoice surprises ever. And their no-loophole full lifetime warranty covers everything, including labor and glass breakage at no additional charge. Mention AM1250 and get an exclusive 10% discount for listeners of this station only. Why pay double? Before you buy, visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. They're more than a window company. They're the area's premier exterior replacement company. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. People come in with health concerns, and we try to address those at the root cause. At the Medicine Shops in Oakmont and Penn Hills, nurse practitioner Joyce Gibb has conducted over 3,000 consultations with pharmacist, mentor, and friend Joe DiMatteo. I actually got my nurse practitioner in family practice, and I've always wanted to practice getting to the root cause because in family practice, I felt like I was giving a pill for the ill. It's always pharmaceutical-based. You really didn't get to the main problem that caused the symptom. Just an example of you have heartburn. There's many reasons for acid reflux or heartburn, and some of those reasons can be not enough hydrochloric acid, where traditional medicine blocks that. And as we age, our body typically doesn't even make enough as it should to break down our food. A lot of people want to get off their proton pump inhibitors, and we had a little protocol to wean that very slowly so they don't have rebound heartburn. Call for a consultation today. The Medicine Shop in Oakmont and Penn Hills, 888-865-9595. You know the moment. The workday is over. Your daily responsibilities have been met. The shoes slip off and you lie back. It's that end of day. Ah, that's the relief you'll feel when you rest on the body-soothing serenity made locally at the Original Mattress Factory. Relief from middleman markups and a hard day's work. The Original Mattress Factory. Thoughtfully made. Honestly priced. OriginalMattress.com Did you know that when you buy a mattress from a retail store, that mattress is being sold for the second time? What do I mean? Well, the manufacturer sells the mattress to the retailer, who in turn sells it to you with costs and markups for both parties. At the Original Mattress Factory, we have our own factory right here at our store. So the mattress you buy is being sold for the first and only time. That's why our prices are hundreds less than the mainstream mattress brands. Stop by one of our factory locations or visit us at OriginalMattress.com to see for yourself. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Maybe you heard that the uh, number two guy at the Democratic National Committee, uh, Keith Ellison of Minnesota, has been accused of domestic violence, which is a pretty big story. Of course, it's domestic violence. That usually means guilty until proven innocent. But uh, we'll ha- he'll have to work on that, and that's going to be a big problem for him. But this is a pretty big story. And how is it being covered by the media? Well, Curtis Hauk of uh, Newsbusters and the Media Research Center keeps tabs on the media for a living. Curtis, thanks for being here. No problem. Hey, I want to make sure. I, am, I, am I pronouncing your name right? How? Yep. Yep. Hey, I got it right. Wow. Imagine that. So um, might, might this story be leading the news on CNN, MSNBC, uh, and some of the others if Ellison were a Republican, do you suppose? Oh, I think so. And I think we have examples of that. We have Rob Porter, you know. Right. So, uh, uh, you know, that our friends at The Daily Caller have done that, and they found that the the the, 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 compa- the difference is crazy and then for us that we found that abc and uh, uh nbc have ignored that on their newscasts you know the allegations well, against, rob, rob uh, porter television. was the uh the trump white house um official i forget what his uh, right. position Whereas was keith, he was a staff secretary but keith ellison is a sitting member of congress right okay? and and i saw the daily right. caller story that you're referring to and, and it's like they gave they gave porter who was just a guy in the White House staff, a like 25 or 44 times more coverage than, than they're giving Ellison, right? Right, exactly. It, it, 24 times more than, uh, than, than Keith Ellison. And, and Amber Athey, she's a great reporter. She looked at, uh, she just looked at the first day, you know, the first, you know, day's news cycle from when each story broke, you know, so that you get the right comparison here. Yeah. Um, so CNN gave one hour and 40 minutes to those allegations. But comparatively, as of 9 a.m. Uh, today, they had dedicated just four minutes and 21 seconds to Keith Ellison. Now, and it was mostly because uh, someone at the involved uh, with close to the woman there, the allegations there, they had published a Facebook uh, note 
status right. of, of, of sorts. And CNN comes out and says, well, we were just about to report on that ourselves. Yeah. So they're feeling so great about that. But then when it comes to the other networks, they're not that interested in that because then again, and the other argument they would probably have is Keith Ellison is leaving Congress, so therefore he's like. Oh, but he's, he's only, he's, but he's also running for the chief law enforcement officer of the state of Minnesota. Exactly. That's where I was going. I was facetiously like, oh, yeah, yeah so there's that. Yes, he wants to in, be in charge of enforcing the laws in a U.S. state with these allegations hanging over him. Just simply amazing. Um, and I don't think that very much of the left, so I would say that uh, he would have a good chance of winning in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah well, well, it's today, isn't it? The election's today. It's a primary. I think he's yes, running. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, so he probably will still win. We'll, he was, find, out he, here, we'll, we'll find out here shortly. He but favorite, yes, yeah. I, think he, he, I think he definitely stands a good chance of uh, winning because, you know, that's what, that's what happens. And he's the number two at the DNC, and the DNC has been silent on this, just like ABC and NBC have. You know, and CBS has just been a news brief. You know, CBS this morning where they kind of run you run through things. You can burn off a bunch of things in like thirty seconds each. You know, yeah, uh, or less. So that that's kind of what's happening there. But Amarosa, Amarosa, we've got two hours, by the way, two hours of coverage now between ABC, CBS, and NBC newscasts on Amarosa. Yeah, I'll get to her in a second. But uh, uh, this the, just to stay but, on yeah. this Allison thing for one right. second. But in uh, comparison with that, yeah. Oh, yeah. But you, you've got two hours of that. Whereas you've got two networks, zero. Right. That's unbelievable. Well, Fox News was all over the Ellison story. Uh, and uh, I'm, you know, what strikes me every time I see this, and it's, you know, it's a daily thing. You can do this. You do this for a living. You see it every 20 minutes. But uh, Fox News was all over it. And I'm just wondering, is this another example of a time when you have to ask, at least this is what I ask, where would we be without Fox News? I mean, this, uh, so many of these stories, would they become trees falling in the forest? If, if there's no Fox right. News? I mean, how much right. pressure does Fox News' existence put on them to even cover the story at all? Well, you, you see, we see this here at Newsbusters. The CNN media team of Brian Stelter and former conservative, former Blaze writer Oliver Darcy, they are, Tom Clude, uh, I believe he was from Talking Points, they are obsessed. They have an unhealthy obsession with Fox News. They have an unhealthy obsession with destroying Fox News, and they just say, oh, it's just the ratings. You are a competitor. They are kicking your butt in the ratings. So you are hell-bent on their destruction. And, you, and they resent the fact, uh, the br- media, broader liberal media in general, the fact that people don't have, you know, ABC, CBS, NBC, plus their local newspaper, where they can, there's basically four outlets where they can spoon-fed people, and they can decide that what they want people to hear. The media, the whole point of the news media, I remember this in college, is the media tell you what to think about. And that's exactly what they do here. And they cannot stand the fact that there are other news outlets who have resources to dedicate to fact-based journalism that cover other things. Um, And and you you see, you you know, things like the New Mexico compound. You look at what's going on with Keith Ellison. Uh, You know, there's any number of issues that are going, you know, uh, Turkey. You know, there's, there's a number of things that are going on here. And CNN, you know, it's just this bright, shiny object here, or they'll blame Trump for, you know, diverting their attention, diverting their resources. You guys can walk and chew gum at the same time. You guys are supposed to have very sophisticated news operations. You're supposed to be the most trusted name in news for CNN in particular. And yet you're not able to do that and because, you know, these, these uh, grocery store tabloid stories are way more interesting. And if you're doing something other than that, you're distracting from the problem. You're covering for this president, which I think is a little bit ridiculous because, again, people can. De- we live in a world where people can deal with more than one thing at a time. And um, it, it, meanwhile, CNN. I mean, they, they still call themselves the most tru- most trusted name in news, but there have to be people watching in in order for you to be trusted. And I, I mean, aren't aren't there more people watching uh, how to learn how to grow tomatoes than they are watching CNN yeah. these days? Right, CNN uh, lost to uh, Shark Week. They lost terribly, and they, the more recently, again, our friends at the Daily Caller have found that they have lost to the History Channel's primetime network, which in, uh, programming, which includes Ancient Aliens. Mm. <laughs> so well, yes, yeah, so, so Chris, yeah. Don Lemon, Chris Cuomo, uh, Ancient Aliens. People are like Ancient Aliens. Yeah. Well, uh, let's get now. Let's you 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 brought up Omarosa. Um, uh, Chris Matthews was uh, slobbering all over her last night, I guess, um, oh, on he- MSNBC. <laughs> I mean, and, and what, 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 I, what I don't remember, and I'm old enough to remember, uh, when Bill Clinton 
when, when there were lots of sensational, salacious books about Bill Clinton that were uh, coming out all the time uh, with with really crazy stories, some of them very believable, actually. But I don't remember seeing those people showing up on Meet the Press. Right, exactly. And that's Let's where Omarosa was on Sunday. Current, Meet the Press. The hallmark of, hallmark of current affairs programming. Yeah. I was just having a Twitter debate with Joe Lockhart, speaking of the Clinton administration on Twitter. And he tried to tell me, kid, I've done, basically, I've done this for a while, and saying that the news media, alleging that if the president had not tweeted about Omarosa, the news media would have moved on from Omarosa, gone to Paul Manfort, they'd gone to something else. That is a certifiable lie. ABC and NBC covered this on Friday night, gave it breathless coverage, like the Omarosa book was the newest version of the Bible, not questioning its you know, accuracy. Right. This Chuck Todd exclusive was booked. You know, NB, uh, Omarosa's people had set up this agreement to have a series of interviews and promotions by NBC programming, Meet the Press, the Today Show. She's been on multiple MSNBC shows, Hardball, to talk about this. This was all before the president had even tweeted about her, and the tapes, too. So to say that the news media would have moved on by now if Trump had not tweeted about her is just simply a lie, and it's deceiving to just really anybody who's listening that you know the news media would not be interested in this. Of course they are, because they're willing to use anyone and anything to get rid of this president, even if it's someone that they absolutely hate, which includes Omarosa. Yeah, I, I, um, I'm, I'm always amazed at how much liberals hate Fox and how they refuse to uh, believe anything that they see on that uh, on that network, right. and I think it comes from just they they've had fifty years of uh, having one sided news given to them by ABC, CBS, NBC, then CNN, and they just can't they they just they don't even they're not able to handle the concept of a non liberal approach to news. They they can't do it, and they resent it. Right, I think at the most basic level, people. I've I've said this privately and publicly to people. News at its most basic level, it's supposed to inform you. You're supposed to learn things when you watch the news. Okay, you turn on CNN, you turn on MSNBC, you open up. I mean, you open up some newspaper, some of the newspapers, and I'm not. And, and a lot of people don't feel like they're learning anything. It's just the same stuff over and over and over and over again. There's some serious stuff going over in Afghanistan right now. The Taliban is trying to, you know, make a stand here. Lots of people are, you know, we have U.S. troops over there, okay? CNN, they don't care. You know, some CNN journalists have tweeted about it, but, but when it comes to talking about it on their shows, there's nothing. You know, even MSNBC is able to cover multiple things in an hour. CNN... Uh, and, some, and NBC, you know, nightly news sometimes, they go wall-to-wall with some of this stuff. And it's just simply unbelievable. And then the Sunday shows, too. It's supposed to be premium public affairs programming, okay? And, and we're not getting that right now, and it's just a real disservice to the core mission of what journalism is supposed to be about, informing the public. We're talking to Curtis Houck of uh, Newsbusters. We've got about a minute left, Curtis. Uh, we lump them all together as the, as the right. mainstream media or the liberal media. Right. I'm going to ask you, if to, if, can you pick one that's worse than anybody else? Well, uh, well, of of the cable networks, you know, you got Fox, MSNBC, and CNN. I would say CNN is the worst, just because they pretend to be objective, but they're not. Which is really, I think, why people people don't chant MSNBC sucks, and they don't chant the New York Times sucks at rallies. They chant CNN sucks because of just the dishonesty and disingenuousness that they have. And then among big three networks, ABC, CBS, NBC, it's NBC, no doubt about it, because of their issues with credibility. Um, you know, you look at Brian Williams. Um, and just their sensationalist reporting. They have the lion's share, uh, a, a strong plurality of the network Omarosa coverage. Um, so that really is just a really good small example of why, of those three, they are just the most dishonest and should be the least trusted. Hey, Curtis, thanks for being on. I'm out of time. I really appreciate it. Keep up the good work. Keep your eye on them. Oh, no problem. Anytime, guys. Take care, everyone. Okay, Curtis Houck of Newsbusters. When we come back, we're going to talk about guns. Guns and women and self-defense. We'll talk about that when we come back right here on AM 1250, The Answer. 
With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. President Trump's re-election campaign is taking legal action against former advisor Omarosa Manigault Newman, alleging breach of a secrecy agreement. The claim alleges Manigault Newman's current book and media tour violates a confidentiality agreement she signed with the campaign. The claim was filed with the American Arbitration Association in New York on behalf of Donald J. Trump for President, Inc., Manigault Newman has acknowledged signing the agreement back in 2016. Correspondent Wally Hines reporting. British counterterrorism police are carrying out three searches in central England as part of an investigation after a car slammed into barriers outside the Houses of Parliament in London. On Wall Street today, a good day as the Dow was up by 112 points. The Nasdaq rose 51. The S&P advanced 18. Oil down 16 cents to 67.04 a barrel. This is SRN News. You know, I'm not a genius about money. I love my credit cards, and they love me. I was using them as a source of income, and then I got behind in my payments, and creditors were calling. I figured I had a problem, and I didn't know how to deal with it. I heard about Trinity, so I called and talked to a counselor. In half an hour, we worked out a plan. Now I've got one easy monthly payment, a lower interest rate, and I'm getting out of debt. If you're in an endless cycle of paying on credit card balances that never seem to go away, then get ready for a toll-free number that will put you on a path to financial recovery. Trinity will consolidate your accounts, put a stop to late fees and over-limit charges, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. If you're debt has you down, we should talk. Call 1-800-990-6976. That's 1-800-990-6976. Call 1-800-990-6976. Joe Walsh doesn't look to the media to be on his side. Those of us who consider ourselves in today's political jargon to be conservative need to clearly understand that You know, 80, 90 percent of what we know of as the media is against us. The media uh, is of the left. The Joe Walsh Radio Program. Weeknights at 9, right after Larry Elder at 7 on AM 1250. The answer. Despite the impression left yet again by the American Lung Association, Greater Pittsburgh's air quality is not getting worse. As a recent study by the Allegheny Institute for Public Policy shows, the myth persists because the association keeps cherry-picking the facts and some in the media take its claims as an article of faith. Learn more about why this smear campaign is unjustified and does not reflect the progress the area has made in improving its air quality at AlleghenyInstitute.org. We challenge conventional thinking every day. From coast to coast, from sea to shining sea, it's a beautiful country out there. Discover it all in a new RV from Camping World, America's number one RV dealer. At your local Camping World, you'll find over 350 new RVs in stock, an ever-changing selection from America's top brands, including favorites like Coleman and Mallard of every class and size, all at wholesale prices. Say hello to a whole new world. Visit CampingWorldOfPittsburgh.com. This is Mike Howard, General Sales Manager at Salem Media Pittsburgh. You've heard me recruit for salespeople for quite a while now, always looking for professionals who just have to be in the sales arena because they love the hunt for new business, have those antennas up, and just simply know how to get appointments. Well, I'm here to tell you that is still exactly what I am looking for, but not just to be in radio. Salem Media Pittsburgh truly is much more, so much so that all of our team's titles have changed to Integrated Marketing Strategist. What that means is we now incorporate everything regarding digital marketing into our daily services, from web design to social media and reputation management, plus all things digital marketing, including retargeting, Facebook, SEO and SEM, and much more. So if the sales skills I mentioned before apply to you, plus you have a knack or even experience in digital marketing sales, you definitely need to contact us. Would you do that, please? Log on to SalemMedia.com and click the careers link and search Pittsburgh to apply. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. A lot of heavy delays out there, some accidents as well. There's a crash on the eastbound PA turnpike between Butler Valley and Allegheny Avenue. It blocks the left lane. We're seeing a slow ride as well on the outbound Parkway East. It's all tied up from Forbes Avenue to Edgewood Swissvale. Also looking at some delays on outbound 28 from Route 8 to the Highland Park Bridge. I'm Jenny Robinson on AM 1250, The Answer. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. 
skies will be turning out partly cloudy across the area tonight. It'll be a muggy night with a low of 64 degrees. Tomorrow, a mixture of sunshine and clouds, warmer and humid high 85. Partly cloudy and muggy tomorrow night, low 66. And for Thursday, intervals of clouds and sunshine with a thunderstorm around in the afternoon, 81 degrees. I'm meteorologist Danielle Niddle on AM 1250, The Answer. You're listening to the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Last week, we had Selena, Selena Zito on the show. She's written a great book called The Big Revolt. It's, um, it's all about how and why Donald Trump was elected president. She says it's an ongoing movement, not a one-time thing. And uh, she has it pretty well nailed. She says that the media continue to miss what's happening out there in flyover country. And she was the person who predicted Trump would win back in July of 2016. One of the seven groups she mentioned as part of the movement is women between 25 and 49 who own guns. I thought that was interesting, and I wanted to find out if there was any sign of that around here. Sam Rosenberg is the founder of a company called Impacts, and he's been in the self-defense business for a long time. Sam, thanks for being here. Thank you very much. I appreciate the opportunity to speak with you. So before we get to women and guns, just tell me a little bit about what Impacts is. So Impacts is a company that I started in 2003. Uh, I had uh, spent almost a decade doing close protection work, and uh, I was an officer with the Marine Corps. And uh, I decided that uh, what I really wanted to do is ensure that, that everyday people had opportunities to learn the same skills and tradecraft that we used to protect public figures uh, and to ensure that they had that knowledge and skill to be able to protect themselves and their families. Uh, so we've grown over the years. Uh, we, we are in the process of opening up a new facility, a 30,000-square-foot facility in McCandless Township, North Hills of Pittsburgh, on the 25th of August that uh, is kind of the culmination of everything we do. We do fitness. We do self-defense training. We do ground fighting and grappling training. We do uh, defensive firearm training, and the new facility will have a full-spectrum retail uh, firearm and accessory pro shop, as well as an indoor shooting range that is absolutely state of the art. By the way, I saw that you were a um, you were a former wrestler, right? In college, that's correct. At Pitt, yeah, I wrestled for a short period of time at Pitt, a couple of years, and uh, you know, I have to say, uh, it was one of the most incredible learning experiences I've ever had. I was not very competitive compared to a lot of the guys that were mm-hmm. really great on that yep. team. But I loved every minute of it because it really, it, it, it really, wrestling is one of those things like boxing that really just uh, forges you into a different kind of person and different kind of character and, and gives you a degree of mental toughness that virtually, that's, you know, nothing else I've ever experienced. That's does. exactly why I brought it up. I mean, I read, I read your resume and you have some amazing things that you've done on there. But when I saw that you were a wrestler, uh, that I, you know, maybe that's not fair, but I, it, that impressed me more than anything because I had a <laughs> I had a friend who was a really good wrestler, and um, and I've I've always all the sports that I've covered, no no athletes have impressed me more than wrestlers. I, it's not I'm not saying I run out and go to all their matches, but when I've had to cover them for stories, I'm always stunned by their dedication, their toughness. Uh, they're just something about wrestlers, and uh, I've I and I and I've always said don't mess with a wrestler i've, I've said they will turn the, the tables on you before you know what's happening and you're going to be in big trouble so i just well, I appreciate it thank yeah. you right. well anyway uh, sam have you seen uh, selena zito wrote this book and she she said that uh one of the the groups that she noticed that people seem to not that most people don't understand or are out there is or is out there is uh is the uh is a group of women who are now wanting to learn about and own guns do you see that Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've been we've been in the business of professional personal security instructing instruction for the last uh, you know, 14 years and um we've seen mo- I would say the majority of our clients are women, especially when it comes to firearms, learning how to handle firearms uh, for defensive purposes. Um I know that uh there was a recent study last year by the uh, Pew Research Center that basically said that uh, 22% of women in this country are gun owners. And uh, the vast majority of them actually cite owning a firearm uh, for personal protection in some capacity as the, the primary motivation. Uh, what, what we've seen in our, in our training is that uh, women are exceptionally 
dedicated to the idea of making sure they understand how to own a firearm responsibly, how to shoot it and handle it safely before they'll ever carry it, before they even want it in their home for defense. Uh, there's there's a, a very significant educational component that's of interest. And I found that to be the case uniformly with women and men, but particularly women are very diligent about that, which has been good for our business because as an educationally centered organization, you know, we really want to start people with the right education first and, you know, the outfitting kind of comes second. No, that that uh, really speaks to what Selena Zito said, that uh, you, you gave that number of the number of women out there I don't. I think that's kind of under the radar, even though it shouldn't be. That, that there are that many women yeah. who are leaning in that direction. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, almost a quarter of the women out there being firearm owners and and with a high degree of interest in personal protection. I mean, it's it's it really is a statement of our times and the society we're living in. Well, let me tell you a story. Uh, this is from um, when I was working at KDK TV, and this probably it's at least fifteen years ago. Um, there was a rapist on the loose in Shadyside. And he was actually known as the Shadyside Rapist, and it, it was a big deal. So the station sent a woman out to do a, a report on what women should know about preventing themselves from getting raped and be, you know knowing that this guy's out there and, and what they should do to, to protect themselves. And this mm-hmm. woman did a really nice report, and I watched it. Uh, I was there to do the sports, and I saw this report she did, and it was, you know, fine. She talked about uh, going for martial arts training, talked about uh, not taking the same route home every night, you know, different things. And I remember going up to her after after I saw the story, and I said, you know, there's one thing you, you didn't mention there. I'm surprised. I said, how about getting a gun? And she, the look on her face was like she was shocked that I would suggest that. Mm-hmm. What was, I'm wondering, number one, there was obviously a reluctance to even suggest back then that women should carry a gun. Has that changed at all? Because, I mean, I was stunned by that. It was, well, like, never even considered. I think, I think that what we have is, if anything, quite frankly, since the Shadyside Rapist uh, time, it was the late 90s, was it not? I'm trying to remember when yeah, that was. Yeah, I mean, was. it's at least, I said 15, might be 20 years ago, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, a lot has changed culturally since then, and I really think, unfortunately, our our society has become even more polarized and fractured, and... And uh, personally, I, I understand why, I understand the dynamics, but I don't necessarily agree with why people seem to be fractured. You know, from my standpoint, a firearm is nothing but a tool. And, you know, no different than a hammer or a car or anything else that allows you to do more with less effort. And, you know, what's important about the tool is how it's being used and who's using it. And And one of the things that's really critical here is to understand that personal security is a continuum. So, a firearm is not the best tool for everybody. You know, not everybody has the the wherewithal to to really be interested in dedicating themselves to the right amount of time and training and and discipline training and seeking out the right instruction to be able to carry a firearm for personal defense or even own it for personal defense responsibly. Not everyone has that. Not everyone is interested in it. And because the firearm really is a deadly force instrument, you have to psychologically be capable of understanding the gravity of that tool. So what we always recommend is a full-spectrum approach, the, the dynamic of understanding how to recognize danger, you know, what to do if you don't have your gun and you have to defend yourself or create an opportunity to escape, how to differentiate both tactically and legally uh, what the appropriate level of force is to use, whether it's defensive force or all the way up through to deadly force. Uh, you know, those things are woven into the DNA of our training system. And again, the dynamic is that we want people to have a well-rounded uh, approach to personal defense. And it's important to note that the the idea of developing these skills or or even owning a firearm for personal defense the basic idea here is not because people live in fear. It's not because people are afraid to walk down the street or that there's this, this looming uh, you know, danger that's going to happen at any given moment as much as it is living with confidence. It's, it's a sense of basically saying, look, you, know, you have life insurance, you, you save money, you, you, know, you live within your means, you do things of a reasonable nature because you want to make sure that if bad things happen, you are prepared and you have the ability to, to adapt and the resilience to respond. And the, the personal resilience that we develop through the mechanism of training, whether it's 
with firearms or without firearms, uh, whether it's fitness training or self-defense training, the, the, per, the resilience that we're trying to build and the strength of mind, if you will, the mindset separate than the skill set is much more important because that's what really helps you on a daily basis live your life and to be able to accomplish your ambitions and your dreams. You know, it's very, the, the notion of should I, could I ever have, would I ever have to use this skill is totally secondary to the development process of obtaining the skill. And that's why so many people really gravitate to this training in our particular organization because of that culture. We're talking to Sam Rosenberg of Impacts. What would you what would you call your co- a self defense company? What what would you how would you describe what it is? I mean, just in we're a, a personal in, security personal security, we're a personal security training academy first and foremost, and we we have an indoor shooting range so that our community has a safe, clean, and welcoming environment for them to be able to practice the use of firearms if they decide to own them. It's that's part of the continuum of responsible firearm ownership is having a place to train and practice, you know, which Pittsburgh has virtually none of. So, you know, that's a big part of this. And, and, and if, again, if people are going to own it, we want to make sure they can own it responsibly. You say the brain on your website, it says you know, the brain is more important than the body when it comes to self-defense. That's kind of, that's kind of what you just said there in your last uh, always. statement. Yeah. Always, always. It's, you know, the, the mind... Is, is really the ultimate dynamic. For us, you know, the, the part of the reason why a lot of our training is physical in nature or has some hands-on workshop, you know, physicality to it is our, men, our mentality, our, our sort of mantra is that we train the body and the mind follows. But the ultimate goal is the training of the mind. What we really want is people to be able to know how to respond, you know, how to uh, deal with adverse situations and not to freeze under pressure, not to be overwhelmed and to collapse uh, as a result of the difficulties surrounding them. Uh, the, the term impacts means in peace. It means inner peace. And it's a sense of harmony that accompanies this confidence, if you will, that says, I know how to manage myself and I can achieve a degree of calm even in a state of chaos. So is, is a gun the last resort or should that be the first choice for a woman or is it not that simple? I think a firearm is always a last resort from the standpoint of a tool of defense. Uh, however, for some people, it's the only option. You know, a lot of people just don't have the physical strength or the conditioning or, the, or they're not young enough, they may not be healthy enough to be able to defend themselves with other tools. And it becomes really the only option. So the, the thing is, I've, I've actually had discussions with people quite recently where we had a discussion one time about imagining a world without guns. You know, and and if you could just snap your fingers and all of the guns in the world just disappear, doesn't exist, no one has them. Good guys, bad guys, nobody has them. And I said, would you want to live in a world like that? And a, a number of my friends said, oh, absolutely, I'd take that any day. And I said, really? So you would transition the ability for two people or three people or someone physically larger or younger than you to be able to victimize you at their whim or a mob to be able to victimize you at your whim without that tool, you know, because if you that's the, that's the interesting thing about firearms is that as a tool, it really gives even the weakest among us the ability and the empowerment to protect ourselves. And, and that's really the dichotomy of the gun. It's the paradox, you know, that I, the last thing I want to do is have to use a firearm for personal protection. The last thing I want is anyone to be injured by a firearm but the issue is that how else can some people actually protect themselves and feel like they have the ability to not live in fear uh, if they feel like they're being potentially uh, targeted? So there's a lot of different dynamics where, you know, it always comes back to that simple notion that a firearm is nothing but an inanimate object. And what gives it power, if you will, is the person who's holding it. And, and whether that person has been trained appropriately and has the right responsible mindset. Okay, hey Sam, I'm out of time. I really appreciate it. I'd like to have you on again. Uh, Sam Rosenberg Impacts, and uh, people can find that how quickly. Uh, go to our website right now. Uh, the the uh, The domain is liveReadyPittsburgh.com. Our grand opening to the general public is August 25th from 10 to 4. Uh, 
please feel free to come down, and we would love to see you. We're right behind the Dicks and the Canlis Crossing. LiveReadyPittsburgh.com. Thanks, Sam. Appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Okay, Bye-bye. We'll, we'll be right back. God made our bodies complex. It's like peeling back the layers of an onion. If you're not well yet, then you just keep thinking, what else can that be? At the Medicine Shop in Oakmont and Penn Hills, nurse practitioner Joyce Gibb continues to peel back the layers to better health with solutions like high-quality nutraceuticals. Just as an example, you can't make vitamin C, and that's a great detoxification agent. It helps boost your immune system. Vitamin D, it hits over 900 parts of your DNA. And many people in Pittsburgh, since we don't live in Florida, doesn't have the sun exposure. And I've only seen one person that had a normal vitamin D level. Range on the lab is 30 to 100. Our goals would be 50 to 70 or 80. Almost everybody needs vitamin D supplementation. Give your body what it needs on the road to better health with high-quality nutraceuticals from The Medicine Shop. Call for a consultation today, 888-865-9595. The Medicine Shop, 888-865-9595. How much do you spend on your pest control each year? 200 300 or even $500 or more? What if I said you could spend less than $25 a year even less with promo code RADIO20, then listen up. G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-In Pest Free, and yes, it is possible to read your home or business of unwanted pests for less than $25 per year. The answer is Plug-In Pest Free. Our bestseller, the Plug-In Pest Free Pro, will cover up to 4,000 square feet. Now that's fair income. For just a one-time cost of only $249, even less with promo code RADIO20, you'll be pest-free for years to come. Log on to gopestfree.com today. Use promo code RADIO20 and start driving those pests away. Don't spray and regret. Plug in and forget. Gopestfree.com. That's gopestfree.com. Promo code RADIO20. You know the moment. The homework and dishes are done. Your family responsibilities have been met. The shoes slip off and you lie back. It's that end of day. Ah, That's the relief you'll feel when you rest on the body-comforting orthopedic made locally at the original Mattress Factory. Relief from middleman markups and a hard day's work. The original Mattress Factory. Thoughtfully made, honestly priced. OriginalMattress.com Great beds, no bull. That is the original Mattress Factory difference. Quality products plus factory direct prices equals great value. Mattresses that are designed with better materials. Mattresses that are hand-built in local factories. Mattresses that cost hundreds less than the mainstream mattress brands. Now, I know what you're thinking. This all sounds too good to be true, right? Well, it isn't. Stop by one of our factory locations or visit us at OriginalMattress.com to see the OMF difference for yourself. The Original Mattress Factory. Thoughtfully made, honestly priced. Don't pay double for your next home improvement project. Many companies are simply asking too much for windows, siding, and doors. You need at least three estimates. Just make sure Windows R Us is one of them. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows R Us is more than a window company. They're the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofing, siding, doors, gutters, even shutters and downspouts. You'll love their no-pressure sales approach, straightforward menu-style pricing, and the absolute fastest turnaround in the business. Windows R Us offers multiple financing options and will match any competitor's price. No hidden costs or final invoice surprises ever. And they're no loophole full lifetime warranty covers everything, including labor and glass breakage at no additional charge. Mention AM1250 and get an exclusive 10% discount for listeners of this station only. Why pay double? Before you buy, visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. They're more than a window company. They're the area's premier exterior replacement company. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. This is the John Stacker Walt Show on AM1250 and FM92.5. The answer. Apparently there are still people out there expecting Donald Trump to act presidential. I don't know how long they have to see the guy before they get the picture that he's not going to. But uh, he's out there tweeting uh, um, about uh, Omarosa and he called her, he referred to her as a dog. Why didn't they fire that dog soon or something like that? So I just happened to come across on Wikipedia what they said about Omarosa. It's interesting. It says, this is a quote from uh, Wikipedia, stemming from her controversial, blindsiding, alienating, doggy dog in your face and acrimony, doggy dog, did you get that? Uh, a face and acrimonious tactics teamed with her eloquence and craftiness of gameplay on The Apprentice, particularly in its boardroom segments, she soon became the woman America loved to hate. Meanwhile, 
There she is with Piers Morgan on The Apprentice, I guess, season seven. You're an absurd celebrity wannabe. You have never been, so that's the worst. I'd rather be a has-been than a never was. Piers, welcome to our war room. Welcome. Can you spell my name right? What is your name? Some project manager. Piers, like a peer. P-I-E-R-S. S. Oh, my bad. I'm going to spell my name right, Amaris, yeah? Because I am the project Okay. There you go. So you really are childish, as I said, right? I knew his weak spots. And I exploited them. The mother of your children hates you, Pierce. And your children hate you, Pierce. They're embarrassed by you. Leave my kids out of it. You foul-mouthed little tramp. I'm going to have that man on his knees begging and crying for mercy. It's over. You're supposed to the father. It's over. You're not even there for this. Is there another man raising your children? No, go. Is there another man raising your children? What do you know about Pierce? I think he's in the closet. I think he's in the closet. I really do. Unbelievable. Well, that was, what, 54 seconds? That's the most I've ever seen of The Apprentice, or heard. I didn't actually, so I saw it on YouTube before I uh, before we decided to run this video. But um, that was Omarosa um, on Season 7. She sounds like a lovely person. But I think the one thing you have to you have to keep in mind and uh, admit to, whether if you're a Trump person, she he hired this woman. So, well, he saw something about her. But it's interesting that this is a woman who is known as being very feisty and uh very much a, a stand on her own woman and um not willing to back down and very aggressive and she's black and he hired her so the, it kind of puts the lie to the the claim that he's racist but she also by the way uh, during the course of the um the i think it was the the, the apprentice she's been on a couple different reality shows but during the course of the apprentice she also accused one of the other competitors of using the n-word in describing her so that that's also one of her tactics whether it's true or not you know you figure it out but and there's the other thing i just found out from her about her looking at the uh, wikipedia she's from youngstown she was born in youngstown ohio omarosa's almost a pittsburgher that's almost like little pittsburgh up there we'll see you tomorrow the John Steigerwall Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.